Welcome back to the White, Gray, Black Weekly Manga Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk all about your favorite ongoing Japanese manga. My name is Bruce. I am the proprietor of the White, Gray, Black YouTube channel. With me again this week is the goalie on my silly Hokkaido hockey team. It's Gautam. Hello, hello. This week, we're going to take in all of Dog's Red, the first 11 chapters, since it's now officially available in the West on Manga Plus and Viz. We're going to chat about the true spiritual successor to Shokigeki no Soma, Service Wars, chapter 33, and we'll finish things off by chatting about the ending of the current arc of Dandadan, chapter 128. All that, manga news, and more coming right up. So let's jump right in to Dog's Red. I did not grab individual pages for this because I think we should just talk about the sort of what's been released of the series so far, what we think about it. We talked about chapter one of this, I guess, maybe two or three months ago now. Um, and really like the first, I think, two or three chapters that came out then. Uh, we're 11 chapters in now. Gautam, this is officially, like I mentioned, on Manga Plus and Viz, if you want to read it there. Uh, how do you feel about Dog's Red? Are you current on it? How much have you read? How do you how do you like it? I, I think I'm maybe just one chapter behind. I read I think ten, so okay, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty current on it. Uh, I love it. I, I think it's the strongest of, well, one of the strongest of our sports recent sports outings uh, in manga form. I I think maybe tied with MMA for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is. I think Dog's Red is very good. It, do we call it Dog's Red or Dog Sled? You know, because I, I don't I, even know. I'm not sure. I think it's yeah, Dog's Red. It, yeah. yeah. Let's call it Dog's Red until the localization corrects us. Right. Well, I mean, I think not. that's what they brought it over as on, you know, on Manga Plus. So and I think it's where to it go. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's called Dog's Red in the West. So that's what easy call enough. It. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's great. I I think the main character being this kind of diva uh with just a a a bunch of baggage is is awesome i it is very much show don't tell as well uh and i i feel like our other hockey manga i i don't think they keep up in, in my opinion i think it's just so much better than than our other hockey manga it was uh two on ice yeah well, yeah, that's that's figure skating, but yeah, the other the other oh, skating yeah, new newish ice skating manga, I guess. Yeah, I I like this a lot too. It's I I've noticed it's kind of funny because you know I started me- reading manga really heavily, you know, right around five and a half six years ago, um, and nothing sports related I feel like has ever really stood out to me. I've tried to read a couple of things, and then in the just in the past like. six months, not even five months here, we've gotten, I think, three new sports manga that are all, like, really exceptionally good. I think it's Dogs Red, I think it's MMA, like you mentioned, and then I think it's that Rugby Rumble. Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah, Rugby. Rugby Rumble and Dogs Red are, like, almost the same story. They're, like, very... They're very much in the same vein of this sort of, like, very goofy main character who's kind of hidden skilled or skilled in another way. Um... But yeah, Dogs Red, I think, is is really good. You're, something you called out that I like a lot about it, like you mentioned, is there's a lot of show, don't tell, um, and there's a lot of past baggage with the main character and his family and his sister, and and there's also a lot of history with the other teams and stuff going on. It feels very... 
it feels very much like a story that is occurring at a point in time and is not sort of the entirety of the story, right? Mm-hmm. Lots of stories like to be like, well, yeah, you know, the main character was born and grew up, but nothing really mattered until they, you know, turned 16 and f- started fighting demons, right? Like nothing right. really matters in, I'm trying to give a good example of it. Like nothing really matters in Bleach until like Ruika crashes, like loses her powers and crashes on Earth or whatever, right? Like That's a really good point. I, I didn't consider that, but that is an aspect I, I think brings a lot of character nuance mm-hmm. uh, is of course, like as people, a lot of our behaviors are formed as children. And it, it totally makes sense. It it totally makes sense that his childhood and his sister's childhood are, are affecting them now. Mm. And uh, you're right. You don't see that too often. Yeah, well, and I think it speaks to how well. I know that this author is really well regarded for his other work, Golden Kamui. Uh, and I know that Golden Kamui also has a big sort of historical aspect to it of the, oh gosh, I'm going to forget. There's, there's the there's a name of like sort of an indigenous people in Hokkaido that is centered around kind of what Golden Kamui is centered around. So um, it's interesting, a couple things. And one that they've gone back to Hokkaido. I don't, I don't know if the author is a Hokkaido local. I kind of assume <laughs> two, two major stories taking place there kind of seems to me like they might be, but yeah, I mean, it just, it, like I said, it makes the story feel much more alive because you, you hear, I don't remember if this is in chapter 11 or chapter 10, but one of the most recent chapters, right? The, there's like a very brief flashback of there's two brothers who play on like the best team in the area and it flashes back to them like when they're really young and the team is still winning and it goes to show it's like, you know, this this big team that's part of this first arc is has like a 19 year win streak and they're like going, they're going for 20 years this year and that's like a big part of it. Um, and that's just a cool way to show, yeah, that like I said, it's this like it feels very much like a natural world that this that our main character has been dropped into. And while that's kind of a common story beat to kind of drop your character into an unfamiliar place, the fact that it's more like you've just kind of dropped your character into another town with a different sport, and like you know the people have lived there and they all have their own thing. I don't. It just feels very like it feels very natural and good. I don't even know if I want to use the word like world building but it is i think in my opinion a form of like very very good world building in that yes it's a real world but all of this historical stuff all of these sort of like details that have been planted i mean the is it the guy's grandpa who gives him like his old glove and his old skates to use to play hockey with and he was on like a like an olympic he's on the olympic team in like the 70s yeah it's like yeah it's like oh okay like all this stuff is just like i don't want to say it's like it's not incidental, but it's just there to just like world build, right? I mean, this is this is just kind of world building, and it's it's a really good version of that. It's really cool and interesting. Um, yeah, and let me let me correct one thing we said before people call us out. Uh, yeah, okay, Ichiko did have trauma, Naruto did have trauma, uh, and that influenced their actions as adults. But it, you're right; it feels more natural. Yeah, but nothing else uh, in the it, world mattered, right? Maybe the character has a flashback to old stuff that they did, but like the world around them was unimportant until the big event happened, right? Whereas here, it feels I, like, oh, everyone else has their own lives going. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's why I, I was searching I, for I an example because like it's hard to find an example. I mean, like something like One Piece is something that does it really well, right? Where like, yes, clearly there was like these other eras, this historical stuff that's all weaved in really well. Um, I didn't sure, want to call out something and, and just yeah. It feels natural because I feel like the depiction of trauma being 
kind of imparsable for everyone surrounding him except for him and his sister. Uh, I don't know. That feels more nuanced. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think this is just strong, good, solid writing. I think of the three, um, the three sports things you mentioned, MMA, uh, this dog's red and rugby rumble. This one, I think had, this one I think is most likely to survive and go the distance. Um, just has a notable name. Golden Kamui is a big, big series. Um, it like just got a live action series or movie released. I'm not sure that I think was pretty popular in Japan. Um, the art here is great. Uh, like really like the stylized art, the characters, man, how do you describe this kind of like character art style where people like look a little weird? Like the main character just has these little dashes under his eyes and there's like no real reason. And it's just kind of like that. And people will just have like weird shaped eyebrows is like the most common thing I'm noticing on all the characters in this. It's like, uh, what do their eyebrows like, look like? It's like the, the, the child of one piece and Jojo. Uh, where they're yeah. all freakishly mm. tall and they have weird eyebrows. It, I, now that you make the Jojo call out, I can definitely see that comparison. Like it is, it yeah. has got a little bit of Jojo blood in it for sure. Um, the dude is gigantic. Yeah. Everybody's like, he's pretty, like 16, 15 or something. Yeah. yeah who, I mean, this is, this is the, <laughs> the folly of all manga and anime is, Oh, it's an hey, extremely I'm, I'm, I'm buff bloated. guy who looks six feet tall. And then you look at the stats and it's like, this guy is 15 and he's five, five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah true yeah everyone could just be like yeah. way shorter although in jojo it's like life. okay yeah jojo is what he is 16 but he is also like six feet tall like 180 pounds or whatever although Dude, he's like and yeah anyways even even if he wasn't even if he was five five he's built like a fucking brick shit house you yeah. know like uh but either way i back to dogs red i completely <laughs> agree i think it's uh it, it's weird it's fun and I, I it has all the things that make Golden Kamui charming as well. Uh, how much have you read any of that? I haven't read any of it. It's it's high on my list. I just recently we'll go over it at the very end. But I just recently sort of caught up on one of the things that I've been meaning to catch up on, and so I'm going to start something new coming up. So maybe it'll be Golden Kamui, maybe something else. But I have not read yeah. any of it. I've seen some some pictures from it and some pages and stuff. But awesome, yeah. It's it's fun. It's uh, it, I I'd say it's just it has like this odd there's something just charming about, about it, it right like in dogs it's also too. just weird it's also yeah. just like weird and i i don't know how to describe that weird energy it exudes but yeah. it's it's a good weird yeah i think that's in dogs red too right like there's yeah. a, just a little bit of that like sometimes things are like silly but this dogs red goes like a little like wacky or zany right like i'm thinking of um one of the like i don't know it's chapter seven or eight when he's playing and he like stops his skates like perpendicular and just like marches on him <laughs> and everyone's like i didn't I, I didn't expect him to do that where where'd that come from um i i love that yeah that his figure skating and like dodging abilities mm. are i i don't know it it makes sense and it's really fun to watch yeah it's great i will say if i if i have to levy one sort of uh complaint or maybe detractor to this it's that I love the main character and I think he is exceptional. And when he's not the focus, it's a little less compelling for me. Um, the last couple of chapters, I think it's chapter like nine, 10, 11, maybe something like that are sort of like this other team competing. Um, and the main character is there, but he's like not the focus of it. And I was, that's a good point. Yeah. It's not as interesting because the main character is so wacky and fun and out there. And he's, you like love him from like the first couple of pages as we mentioned, we talked about uh, chapter one. So not having him be the the crux, the center, I think takes a little bit out of it. Um, 
but also the side characters are, are pretty good so far. I'm curious. Uh, I know you didn't read chapter 11, but I don't think that reveals too much. It's just sort of the end of the game that they've been playing. Um, okay. I don't, I can't really see where this is going. Cause I thought at first I was like, Oh yeah, the main character, he'll go play for the small team and the small team will go and stand up to the big guys. But I, that kind of doesn't actually feel like where it's going now. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure where it's going. Do you, do you have any I, input I, on that? You know, that's a good point. I, I feel like it's still that he's going to play for the, st- the small team somehow because there's no point introducing all of them and their plight. Otherwise it feels like, uh, it, I don't know. I unless it's all of that setup is just for his first test game. Uh, yeah, which I, not, I don't think so. You know. Yeah, um, I. It does still seem the most likely. I guess. I mean, I'll like minorly spoil you on chapter eleven because a lot of stuff happens in it. But the 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 people who are almost going to win for twenty years lose in chapter eleven, right? Which is like I kind of saw that coming. I don't know if you did, but oh, that's um, a cool cool thing. I thought it would just show them as like the big bads kind of rivals. Uh, no, and so maybe that's what's what's really mixing me up because it's shown a lot of like the two brothers who play for that team and the coach who I thought the coach was really funny. And what well, he talks to the main character and he's like, Hey, by the way, you can kick the puck or like you can touch the puck with this, your skates. And he's like, Oh, and then he does the, yeah. the wacky move. Um, so I really like the coach from there. So that's kind of why I'm wondering if this is going to be more of like, maybe that team blows up. And so they, you know, maybe the brothers go and play for the smaller school along with the main character. or Maybe the main character goes to that school. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of curious about how it's going to actually play out because, but I think that it's, it clearly is not playing out in the typical way, right? Because the typical way these play out, right? The way that stuff like Shield 21 and a bunch of these other sports manga play out is... Every oh, single sports manga. Just about uh, all of it. It's, like oh, this. here's some yeah, superstar yeah. guy who, who you know, isn't practiced or doesn't want to play on the team. We convince him to play, right? We blow out some, you know, medium good team in the first game or, you know, do something outstanding, even if they lose. And then the whole rest of the series is just, well, we got to beat the big guys down the road, right? Like that's kind of how it works. And this yeah, one, and this one is kind it, of straight away it, from that. So, I, it, that's interesting uh, because now that you mention it, that is the trope in every single sports uh, anime or manga. It was the same in major. It's the same in haiku. It's whatever, right? It's Haiku's like it's a little bit different, but yeah, it's definitely very similar. Yeah, they join a team that is generally losing. Yeah, uh, that's true. Maybe they used to be good, but they are a losing team. Yeah, joining a then, losing team is the step one of like every sports. Thing. Yeah, yeah, I. So I wonder, I, I can't imagine them not going down that path because I don't know how you make it interesting if you don't. Um, the underdog story feels like so tied with the sports genre, you know, mm-hmm. so tied in. And it's just like free emotional uh, satisfaction know, at the end, right? Like, you, yeah, you, exactly. There's always a payoff like, when the underdogs win, right? Like always. So everyone wants a Rudy moment, you know, for so. sure. Yeah, I have no idea where, where they'll go. But I'm interested, yeah, because it seems yeah. to clearly be setting up kind of like secondary protagonists in these brothers, but they're on the enemy team, so maybe they're rivals. But yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, it's the fact is it's flushing out all of these sort of different aspects so well that it's confusing me because, like you said, like we said, generally when you read a sports manga, it's like, oh yeah, that's the main character, joins the losing team. I kind of can tell you beat for beat how it's going to go. They'll win a lot of them, they'll lose some of them. They'll either, you know, if, if it's going to be a long continuation, they will lose the key game the first year and then win it the second or third year. Um, that's kind of the haiku thing, right? Where it's like, haiku is great at that though. In in that like you get good character payoffs and then they will lose the game and you'll be like, Oh shit, but it's their first year. So don't worry. There's two more years of this. 
Shit, yeah. buddy. It's it, it's not it's not just anime and manga. It's like Rocky does this. <laughs> I mean, does. I, yeah, I think it's for like, sure this is a this is a sports trope, not necessarily a, a Japanese sports manga yeah. anime trope. Uh, but yeah, I mean, anything else you want to mention about Dogs Red? I think the art is great. Uh, the action, sort of the yeah, I mean, action paneling I think is really good in it. Really interesting. I like the character designs. I like the characters. I'm interested to more, hear more about. The sister and there's sort of the ice skating rival friend who's here. I'm surprised at how much there is going on in these like 10 or 11 chapters. Uh, I don't have much else to say on it because it's it's still pretty new. Um, but aside from what we already said, that it's like just fucking solid. I, I do think more people should read it. It feels pretty underread in the West at the very least. Um, yeah, I don't well, see, it like, is, a lot of talk on it. It is. I mean, like yesterday or maybe two days ago it was like maybe wednesday or thursday this week where it showed up in the west all, all 11 chapters so i mean i've seen some uh i saw who did i see i saw mother's basement tweet about it today that he was reading it and thought it was really good so i mean i think it's going to pick up a lot more traction now that it's out so oh good yeah i i hope so i i hope I, i'd like to see this keep going and mma keep going um, i really want to i really hope mma keeps going i I don't think I had that in the news. I think it's sort of right on the line of maybe being too low of its volume one sales, which I think it's volume one came out like a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't the amount of sales for volume one where you go, Oh, that's set. No worries about that. It was kind of like, but it was pretty good. So generally volume one sales for the past, maybe two or three years. If you hit 15 K volume one, you're usually okay. Um, almost everything that has been canceled, ends up in the range of like 1500 to 4000 and i think mma was somewhere in the like 6 7 8000 range so it's kind of like is, is that enough is it not enough i don't know um i think it really does depend maybe if the sales go up or down cuz i think if you start at 8000 and then your volume 2 does you know 9 or 10000 if they see that you're oh you're going up people are more interested in this yeah, we'll see. I, I, I'm not, I don't know. It, it's, I don't want to say I'm unconfident in it because I like it a lot. I hope it survives. I think it's really good. Um, but it's just right on that line where of sales where I'm not sure. Uh, I think it'll stick around until, until all yeah. of, until Shonen Jump does the thing where it weeds out all of the bad It'll be next spring if it does. Yeah. 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 It'll probably yeah, make so. it to February or March if it does get canceled. So. I, yeah, I could see this going like 80 chapters then. Uh, that's a shame. It's so much better than I feel it's like really a lot good, of other yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, just to call it the last one, Rugby Rumble is the other one that I'm just like, that's, I'm in on that every week now. That's like, that's so much fun. It's again, it's the exact same sports thing. We saw huge, huge, incredibly athletic man joins a rugby game, doesn't know how to play underdog team, rival guy leads the team. Um, that one feels yeah. equally as good. It feels like very similar to Dogs Red, to be honest. Like, but in like the right ways and different enough. It's like it's a different sport. So, I, I'd say Rugby Rumble um, feels more like it, it goes through the same beats as every other sports thing mm -hmm. than uh, the other two we mentioned. But it does, for I sure. think it's 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 super fun. It's super fun. The art is great, like you said. It's, it's like maybe the it, funniest of the three. I think it, it and the most like just flat out. I'd say quote unquote fun, you know, yeah. it's like, it's dumb fun. It feels like a lot of the time. And yeah, I'm it's cool a little bit more, there's less of these kind of serious world building undertones from dogs, red or MMA kind of got the family drama. This one's just sort of like, yeah, big dumb guy plays rugby and it's really fun. Like that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it I'm is, cool it is that. really fun though. Yeah. I do think it has a bad name. You don't like rugby, rugby rumble. rumble. I think it's no. okay. 
I wonder if its name in it's, Japanese is something else. Because that it, it it sounds like an N sixty four game, Rugby <laughs> Rumble. <laughs> I want to check what the Japanese name is because surely it's not. <sighs> Rugby Rumble seems like it would be a very hard, like translation thing. Let me see. Okay, I have to, I have to go to Mal to do this, right? Because like all the other places aren't going to have it listed. Come on. Um, nope. Yeah, I'm, it has I'm, here I'm kind of curious. It's just, no outlaw. It, it just, right, uh, well. the, the, the name is just feels like baby's first alliteration, but, uh, yeah, that's why I was wondering what the Japanese name was. Cause if it's <laughs> if the name in Japanese, you know, is like, you know, rugby attack or something. And it's like, Oh, we'll just, we'll Americanize it to rugby rumble or whatever. Who knows? But cool. <laughs> Uh, yeah. anything else on dogs red though? A little bit of a sports yep. manga section. Cool. Um, let's move on. I want to talk about, I want to talk about what I think is actually maybe the funniest manga running right now, which is service wars and service wars is how do I even describe it? The, if you like the sort of over the top clothes, exploding, goofiness of Shokugeki no Soma of how it's like, oh yeah, it's a cooking competition, but really it's about, you know, uh, tricking the opponent or doing something wild and crazy. This is, this is Shokugeki no Soma, but it's about being a service worker and is dialed up to like 37. Like it is way <laughs> dialed up. This, this page looking at right now, this is our main character riding on top of the god of service who he summoned in the last chapter, fighting this, like, god of bad service, or this, like, demon thing on the other side. And it's just, like... That's it's, hilarious. It's so fucking funny. And he, like, That's slaps him well. and is, like, he's deflating. He popped like a balloon. Um, <laughs> and it, like, flashes and he's, like, restored to, like, his normal state. Uh... This okay. This panel is also exceptionally funny. This guy wearing the sort of um, center sash with the with like the close cut haircut in the bottom right, or yeah, in the bottom right in the top left. Um, he like four or five chapters ago got like tossed. They were doing this service competition, right? This company that like owns all of these things was trying. That was initially trying to put the uh, the main girl's uh, Chinese food restaurant out of business. They held this big like service. Rumble, it's a, a, whatchamacallit, um, <laughs> service rumble. Yeah. But anyways, okay. he gets like thrown off this tower and gets like completely impaled through the center of him. Um, and this, like this whole page is so funny. It's like, no way, dude, the, the waistband that bro put on you, it softened the blow. And the, she's like, I could have sworn that <laughs> spike went right through you. And it did. We saw that, we saw the spike go through him in that chapter. And he's like, it did not. Thanks to the service energy infused in this waistband. And she's like, no, it definitely did. He's like, it did not. Like, I saw it. Blood been flying everywhere. If it hadn't, that amount of blood would make zero sense. He's like, I've never been pierced by anything in my entire life. She's like, it did, it did, it totally freaking did. Um, it's, this is high level gaslighting. I love it. <laughs> it's, and it's absolutely hilarious because it's just like, yeah, he absolutely took that spike through the chest. And now it's just like, I, it's just the sort of like, oh, no one can die in cartoons or whatever. But it's like, I don't, it's just goofy and explained. Um, yeah, and at the end of this chapter, the like true final, I think this is on its way out, even though it's it's fucking great and people should read it. Because this is like the the chairman of the bad corporation shows up with his own like mech called like Tajima version 2.0. Um 
and there's he's taking some like super serum. There's they have this like super service serum that they gave to, yeah. to QQ, the guy at the start who got like deflated or whatever, to make him like a super service guy. Cause originally he was working like they did a flashback for him too that was hilarious where it's like he's working like eight service jobs at the same time. So he's wearing this uniform that's has like half of his hat is for like an ice cream shop and the other half is for like a flower shop. And then he's wearing like half a suit and the other half is for like a gas station and half his pants are this. And he just looks ridiculous. And he's doing like eight jobs at the same time. Um, and so the evil corporation like recruits him and does all this stuff. Uh, That's hype. Yeah. That, that is the stupidest shit I've ever seen in my life. It's I love so it. dumb and it's so funny. I, <laughs> This this series started and I was like, this is pretty funny. This is pretty good. I like this. And then it like they they spend maybe like eight or nine chapters in the little shopping district with the girl in her Chinese restaurant, like kind of fighting off attackers there. Um, and then once they leave it, they leave to go to this contest. And on the way there, two of the main like service guys, the sort of like main character and his like rival, who's like a, a good person rival, not a bad person rival, they come across they come across a grizzly bear and that actually might be the funniest chapter of a manga like i have ever read it is <laughs> they like they service the grizzly bear and it is so great this this series is hilarious like i cannot didn't this, didn't this series start with the main character fighting a grizzly bear for like a piece of fish or like a salmon or something oh maybe it did i don't remember it's been a, I mean, it's been just like a little, yeah, a little over half a year, I guess now that this has been published. So I don't remember chapter one because it's just like, oh, chapter one was plain and boring compared to where we are now. I don't know. I, I adore this. I reading comedy is always really hard for me. There's not a whole lot of books that I find really funny. Sometimes I'll laugh and go, oh, that's cute. Or I'll smile at it. Um, and manga too. It's like, sometimes there are jokes. I think Aguya Sama is really funny. Um, especially the first maybe like half of that series is I think really, really funny. Um, but other than that, not a whole lot of manga have made me sort of like legitimately like laugh and smile in, in a way that service wars has like, there's a little bit of it in Chokuyeki no Soma, what I've read and seen. Um, but Chokuyeki no Soma is a little bit more just like, Oh, haha, that's, that's funny because it's wild or like, Oh, people's clothes are exploding because of the food. It isn't like, they made a joke here that is really funny or like they have made this, this is, character so wacky that I am laughing. Like the service this is, is just great. This is just Gintama energy yes. exuding from this. Yep. I think this uh, is, I think this is influenced exactly by stuff like Gintama where it's, it's just wacky and goofy. And anyways, I love it. Uh, this is actually the, this is the end of the chapter. The main guy has maybe potentially stepped on everyone. I assume they're all going to make it through though, because that's, <laughs> that's, that's the kind of thing it is. <laughs> Oh, that's great. I, I, <laughs> I love the, the impaling joke. It's, it's really, it's even better because it's like, I think he just like showed up at the end of last chapter and everyone was like, wait a minute. Like, didn't you, didn't you get impaled? <laughs> Did you but, fucking die, bro? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so good. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those, there's a bunch of these little gems, I think that pop up on jump plus and, and on manga plus over here in the West that are just like, they're not for everyone, uh, but if they're for you, they're like really good. And this this one is for me specifically. Um, I mentioned when we talked about it early on that it's like, oh, because I've worked in a restaurant, this is a little bit funnier for me. I think that's all gone out the window. The first couple of chapters, yeah, that definitely it was appealing more to me because it was making funny jokes about serving people in restaurants. Now it's just it's off the cuff. Now it's just insane. It just, yeah, now, no now sense. Now it's just insane. Yeah, I get it. Well, that, they 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 escalated like a million times in a row. 
They legitimately uh, did. I mean, this is only what, like chapter 33. Like it, yeah. in the past like 10 chapters, it's gone from like, you know, a 10 to a 100. They they have like one-on-one, it's a, it's a tournament arc is what it is. That's the word I was looking for earlier. They essentially do like a tournament arc and the people there are like this incredibly like tall buff woman who is a uh, airline stewardess. There's a guy who I think is just named like Mr. Lawson or I, they might change his name very slightly. Who's a um, convenience store clerk, but he's like the best convenience store clerk ever, which is a, a play on the Lawson's uh, right. Lawson's brand, which is a Japanese convenience store thing. Um, maybe they call it like Mr. Layson or something. Right. But it's very much, he's intended to just be named like Lawson. Like that's who he is. Right. Um, and they have all these competition, like it's a, it's a one V one and they service each other. And I, it's just so funny, man. I don't, it's, you know, you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of the SpongeBob episode where they had the fry cook games. Mm. It, it, this seems like the manga version of the fry cook games. I, that sounds like probably a pretty good comparison. This, I would say SpongeBob, yeah. this is very close to getting to SpongeBob levels of like wacky and wild and weird. Yeah. It seems insane. Yeah, but cool. I mean, I don't know if you you have any more questions. I don't have much else to say about this other than it's good. You should go read it. It's really fun. Hell yeah. Uh, nope. Let's go to Dan to Dan. Yeah, let's do it. This is we've gone through our goofiness. Let's get to our our sick shit. Dan to Dan chapter one with a little bit of goofiness. Always uh, a little. Yeah, I I don't know. Dan to Dan just it, there's like not too much to say because Dan to Dan just does it. It just does it so well. Yeah. And this is like a, a pretty much, I wouldn't say a new character, but effectively to us, it's a new character because mm-hmm. we're just getting her development. Um, and we haven't even been given as much of a backstory in her as we have with like Ira and anyone else. But we still hit the emotional beat at the end so well. Uh, so th- this is like kind of the climax of her flashback arc mm-hmm. where... Uh, she they're trying to purge a spirit that's attached to her and um it's a childhood friend of hers who died and they both made promises to be uh idols as a kid uh of course that didn't work out because on on the way to pick her up her friend died in a car crash and they had a fight right before that uh so there's just like a a bunch of pent-up emotion on her part uh because she didn't get any closure and that's what this whole arc is for and at the end, her and her friend uh, uh, do the idol thing to purge all the ghosts. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just a sweet chapter. I, I feel like I, I'm abridging it for you guys, but mm-hmm. you should go read it. It it really hits the emotional beats you want it to. And uh, it's just all around sweet. Yeah. And again, <laughs> it's just, just... It looks with, amazing. Yeah, the art is awesome. This is... This just kind of goes to show the mastery that... Um, that this author has over just like the, how to do a story arc. Like, cause we just, we start and we get to school and we've met this, like you said, like a new girl, you know, how many eight or 10 chapters ago, whatever it was, she has this problem. She has this thing weighing on her. They take her back to grandma, blah, blah. I mean, it just like, it sets it up. You understand, oh, well, I've got this history. Uh, this is maybe is like, is Tatsu Yukinobu the, the like, second god of flashbacks after like oda from one piece who is like the, the just does like the best flashbacks this guy's like second to me like you want a I, good flashback so. that like yeah. really fleshes out characters and really tells the story and like occurs at the right time and happens sort of sequentially with where the final part of the flashback is revealed that's when like the climax happens which is what happens in this chapter 
it's like it's just like so perfect it's just like i i hate to say perfect storytelling because storytelling can't be perfect but like it's just exceptional I, it's just I, I so see. good well, this whole thing is subjective. I think you can yeah, say perfect true. storytelling. Yeah. To me, um, this is like, yeah, Dan to Dan is consistently, every arc is like perfect storytelling. Sets up everything. I, I agree. It just doesn't growth is Yeah, the growth happens. Something that, um, I don't know if I've mentioned it too much on, on the podcast, but something that a lot of the fantasy authors, and especially Brandon Sanderson, who I'm a huge fan of, you'll hear me mention him a lot. He talks about how when you are doing a climax, having the character sort of the character climax, the character resolution happen at the same time as an action climax. That's when he, he knows that that's when you really grab people and it's really impactful. It's one thing to have sort of the character have their climax be like, okay, you know, gird their loins and then march off to have their action climax. But if you, but or you can do what Dan to Dan does, which I think is like better almost always across the board of where, you know, here's the, here's the character climax on this page, right? Of like making up, can we sing it together? Let's do this. And then boom, you know, the next couple of pages is the action climax of them singing and taking everything out. Um, and then as soon as that's over, you get sort of the emotional resolution of the two of them crying. Um, and I put these last pages in here cause it's just like, man, Dan Dan knows how to end a chapter. And I, we, I think I've also talked about this in the past, but like being able to end a chapter well to, to make you remember how it ended when you pick up the next chapter a week later, right? Seven full days later, um, is so great. This one is better because this is not a, oh, I know what's coming next is going to be big or we've started a new sort of rising action and that's what I remember. This one is like a, a, a final point of this is the close of this arc and it just ends with this picture of them as kids and I love, I love on the right side of the page here how Granny like is like, just like lights up her cigarette and turns around as the new girl is crying. I don't know. For some, I, Granny is such a great character in the series. Yeah, I, I love everybody, awesome. but like she's, she's really great. Dana Dana is so good. It's She's my second favorite Granny in the series. <laughs> yeah. There, it's, yeah. I, I like Turbo Granny. <laughs> she's, she's hilarious too. Turbo uh, Granny is also great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this series has a normal Granny and a Turbo Granny. And the normal <laughs> Granny is not normal either. The normal uh, Granny also pretty weird. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this, this actually reminds me of, um, I know it was, things are just reminding me of things, but, uh, this reminds me of the end of Vigilantes, the final fight mm. where it, it does the action the same way Brand Sanderson mentioned it, where the character climax and the action climax happen at the same time. I coincide. Yep. But what reminds me of it is kind of the flashback to childhood. Uh, it's such an effective tool. Like I, I teared up at the end of this and it was like. I, I think this last yeah. panel did it, you know? This, yeah, uh, this, when it's done well, like, I don't think it's specifically just like, oh, kid flashbacks always work, but like when someone really does, like any flashback executed well, and then a well-executed, like emotional climax, like, yeah, it. this is just like good writing. Like, there's just no other way to say it. It's like, this is just good writing, good drawing, good action. It all ties together. It's just like, Dandy Dan is just like the whole deal. It just has yeah. everything. What would you say is is the best backstory or the best like kind of flashback Dan and Dan has had? Ooh, that's a that's a really tough question, actually. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's um, between Ira's, which Ira's I think is, was yeah. the saddest uh, and most emotionally impactful, and uh, gosh, what's Dino Girl's name? Hers. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking. I, I can't um, remember. Uh, Vamola. Yeah, Vamola. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I. 
one of theirs because it was just so good. Yeah, de- it's definitely between those two. I, Iris, I think was maybe best because it was like I don't know. I like Iris a lot because it is it's brief and compact and still really impactful. Like I think it's just one full chapter, right, of it like showing the mother and like losing her daughter and going through all that stuff, and then at the end you kind of get the that's like all of one chapter and the next chapter you get sort of the action resolution to all that of Ira kind of calming her down. But yeah. And you know, I, I completely agree. I think that's probably the one, but, uh, the Molus was, I think good. The Molus is also really good. Yeah. There's definitely not oftentimes in flashbacks. I'm like kind of looking forward to getting back into the main action, even if I like the flashback. But Bamola's is like that could be its own I like the side too. character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was like, its own series and a good it one. Could, you know? Yeah, it was. I mean, that was a long. That was like eight, like seven or eight chapter flashback too. Um, yeah, that's that arc which finished this year. I think because we're going to be doing our awards show coming up. I think that's probably in in the running, if not my sort of preemptive winner for like best arc this year. Uh, What's that this year? It ended this year, so I think that that yeah. Um, I might've also started this year, but I think it started a little like late last year. Cause it was a long, yeah. long arc. So that, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I think yes. pretty um, much basically like, unless the Ranger reject three way battle ends in the next like three weeks, like, I think that's probably got it for me. Cause I think Ranger reject four way battle or three way battle is that one's also very good, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, and it is, it's hard to latch on to just one thing that makes it like super special because it's just really good at like fucking everything. Yeah, it really is. It's just like great art, great action, great characters, great storytelling. Like we said, like the second best flashbacker in manga, second only to like Oda and Oda. And I think Oda's only better really. Cause it's like, well, he's had 25 years to practice it, but yeah, I mean like, Can I mean, I we're not going to talk about like, one piece, but like the one piece flashback that's going on right now or happening is also in contention for maybe one of the best one piece flashbacks of all time. So I, I think Oda like hits emotional beats maybe, or, or like he ties in and makes a really interesting story and flashback and he ties it to his world in such a perfect way. Mm-hmm. With that said, I think Dandadan paces the flashback better. Like it is. It's, it, uh, yeah. yeah. It's like modern and past. It, it's all tied into one thing. Whereas one piece is not, it's not really. It's just its own its own flashback to right. give context for the future. Uh, Danadan does that part better than even One Piece. So yeah, I know exactly honestly, what you're talking yeah. about. Danadan, its flashback is a part of what's happening in the modern day, and they tie together and they resolve kind of together. In One Piece, you are flashing back to see something happen. It's kind of its own mini story, and then it's over, and you come back to the present, and it isn't sort of happening at the same time as present day story in the way that Dan to Dan's uh, flashbacks are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well two said. different uses to, two exceptional, to exceptionally good flashbackers. Um, but yeah. yeah I, but are there any other good flashbackers? I don't know. Maybe people could tell us in the comments if you know any really good, yeah. really good flashback manga or anime that we could, we could talk about. I'm trying to think. I mean, Attack on Titan, just, that's just, that's, that's top of the mind because it has ended and people are talking about it. Um, that has one really good flashback in it. I'll say that uh, right in the middle of the series when they get to the basement, there's a, I guess that oh, counts, right. as, a, that uh, counts the, as a flashback. The, uh, the Marley and me flashback, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I see. I don't know. Like flashbacks are kind of seen as a narrative crutch a lot of the, a lot of the time. Well, um, they are. Yeah. And, for, and they are. They're, they're a tool. 
Um, and it's, I think yeah. they are a crutch for for some writers, but yeah. I think when done well, it's it's just an effective tool. So yeah, let us know uh, who who's a good flashbacker in your eyes. Awesome. Um, anything else on Dan to Dan? What where uh, do we think? No. We'll, we'll play my favorite game. Where do we think we're going next? Can we predict it's, it? It is impossible. It's literally impossible that. to tell. Yeah. I, do it we think impossible? Do but. we think uh, class prez new girl? Do we think she's joining the team or do 100%. we think she's yeah? I, one million, one million percent. It would I, be such a waste of this this whole story, this whole like four or five chapters if she just fucks off, you know. So she's she's part of the crew now. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, I wonder. I'm though. Guessing. I'm guessing she is like. You know how the Ghostbusters, they have that little trap that sucks all the ghosts in? Yeah. And traps in? I think she's going to be like the exorcist of the group. Uh, the rock exorcist of the group. Oh, maybe, yeah. It's like she can sing demons and destroy them or something? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I'm kind of... Because usually in the past, when we've had... I mean, like with Ira and with Vimola, when they've sort of like gotten their powers or come into... A, their own, even with like GG uh, and stuff. It, it, what's different here, I think, at the end of this one is that we see her childhood friend sort of like appear as a ghost. They sing together. They resolve that. But then, I mean, in this last page, the ghost looks like it dissolves. So yeah, she's carrying the, she's carrying the torch for both of them now. Is yeah, it's kind of how I see it. It seems like her power is the exorcism power that like all the other rockers have. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it just it kind of makes sense because it, she doesn't have like an easy power up to have like practical application in like a fight like a uh, Vimola or Ira did. So that's what I'm guessing, but we will see. Well, that's what I was what I where I was going to go with that. I think is is kind of maybe what you're reaching for is she might end up being sort of the um, the man in the chair type character where like okay she knows right. all these people she knows that ghosts exists but she doesn't have any powers so maybe she's but she's also like very responsible she's the class president all this stuff so maybe she'll be like sort of like the brains the man in the chair type character That's actually maybe I th- where i, I could see it going i think mech guy is the man in the chair i thought that too but i the man in the chair is like is a is a character archetype that very specifically is like they do not fight they are sort of a home base check in. Hey, can you tell me the information? Can you give me this, the X, Y, and Z on the situation, stuff like that. So I don't think them, I think the mech guy is like a brainy dude, but I don't think he's the man in the chair character because I, I cause he goes out and he doesn't have powers, right? Well, like he, well, yeah. he doesn't, but he has the house, which I think is his powers. He has the, like mm. the shifting cubes that he'll like make into a motorcycle or a mech or whatever. Like, I think that's his, his power that's is like stability. the tech power. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. I'm curious to see where it goes for sure. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I wonder, like, how, how are uh, you think they're gonna pair off the side characters like they did with Okarin and Momo? I don't know. I don't think they need to. I would be happy if they did because Okarin and Momo are like one of the best like romance couples in Shonen. I would say, yeah, they're just yeah. like incredibly well developed. Um, and they, how do I? I'm trying to think of what uh, words to there's say. There's chemistry, you know? It's, it's Yeah, like, there's real it, chemistry. Yeah. It's not like, oh, these two were destined to be together. It's like, they kind of like didn't like each other for like 20 or 30 chapters and slowly like grew to like each other more and more. And now it's like a real thing. So yeah, I would be okay if, if the relationship is developed as well as theirs is. I definitely think it could happen. Um, I haven't seen any hints of it yet. So I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I, it seems like 
Ira likes Okarin and Gigi likes Momo. Um, so I think it There's makes a little sense bit that, yeah. for those two to kind of pair off into into a thing. But we'll see if uh, if it even goes that route. Who knows? Well, and I do wonder. So, do you remember when uh, when this girl from these chapters, the class pres, when she was introduced, she was talking about vampires and stuff. I wonder if she meets Gigi. He's a little dark oh, energy true. vampire like so <laughs> maybe evil eye is like the edge lord evil of the eye is an edge lord is very kind of vampire-y so yeah i i do wonder if there's if there's going to be something there but and uh, she she's like imagining these like abusive twilight vampires where they're just like kind of assholes yeah BDSM uh, and, vampires. And e- yeah yeah and evil eyes kind of like don't talk to me i'll fucking kill you so he's kind of yeah exudes that energy a little bit um, yeah well we'll have to see i'm it's it's so it's like every time uh, I'm excited when arcs finish in Dan to Dan because I know that we're going to we usually get like one to two chapters of like chill, just like characters being goofy and talking. So and I always like really like those chapters. Um, I put the page in here. Oh, yeah. Momo's face is on this page here. I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Momo's, classic. Momo has the best faces. She like, has great faces. These are these are very classic, like uh, like early 60s kind of manga cartoon type faces. They're they're almost like um like not Hanna-Barbera, but like Popeye-esque. Like if you ever read yeah. like the old Popeye stuff, that's kind of what they look like here. So which again I think was the 50s or 60s when that came out. So it, if you haven't read Dandadan, she's full of like old school cartoon faces. It's it's great. Yeah. Her and uh Turbo Granny are the best faces here. Yeah. But yeah, this is a weekly manga, by the way. This like these like I, art I, spreads. I don't know. How, I, I don't know. This one possible. to me is wild because I we've talked in the past about how some of the art spreads. Oh, I can tell that it's like oh, okay, this is a. I can tell that it's like well, the background is like a manipulated photo, or there's a lot of repetition and stuff. But like this one, this one today I looked at and I was just like, nope, they drew all that. Like they just drew that this week. Like you know, in a week, <laughs> they like drew the whole. Uh, to the whole what carriage, whatever this thing is, all of these like exploding buildings, those are those are mostly those are maybe manipulated, but they're like explosions hand drawn, guys hand drawn. No, I don't no know. dude, the, it's great. the author the author actually bombed a city and took a picture and yeah. put this up there. Uh yeah, no, I, I I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. Uh it, okay, the background of this is is probably the only drawn thing. Or like yeah, well, like but, a photograph thing, but it looks natural, right? Like I, it looks I don't, good. I mean, this is Dan to Dan is a is the is a perfect example of what I think more comics and manga should aim to do, which is be good enough with your tools to be able to to just take a what is essentially a, a in this last page here a photographed background and blend it well enough with your characters and be good enough with your whatever tools you're using to make it look good. And I think that part of what they do here. And so the last panel, right, is they're sort of like painting out the edges, which makes it look a little bit more dreamy, which means you don't really notice that it's like a hyper-realistic background with like cartoon character. Because, I mean, even in the in the page on the right, that's also uh, clearly, right. to me, a, a uh, manipulated photograph for the background. But also, it's covered in this sort of magical dust in front of it. It's only on one panel. It's, it's a background. It only really occupies the top third of the page. Um, Dan Dan is like, is perfectly smart with how it does. It's, it's sort of photograph manipulated backgrounds. Um, something that I've mentioned that doesn't do it as well, or at least where it stood out more to me is something like Yasumi Poon Poon. And I think that's maybe part of the appeal, maybe intentional because Poon Poon is very, uh, 
non-real character, the little bird people. Um, so mm-hmm. living in this kind of hyper real world is I think part of it, but a lot of that photo manipulation. And again, I asked me poon poon at this point is like, what did that come out? 2011, like 10, more than 10 years old. Um, so I think technology has come a long way, but yeah, this is like, if you're a manga creator and you aren't working on how to utilize photo manipulation for backgrounds, like that is something that's one of the big reasons why I think Tatsuyuki Nobu can do Dan to Dan weekly is that this guy clearly is a master of whatever digital tools he's using. Cause he can obviously just spit out a background like that on the left. I bet that took him like 10 minutes, maybe not even 10 minutes to do that background. And then he can spend time drawing the characters and making his characters likable and well executed. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. It's genius like, testament. It, to there's like tools. no backgrounds, no drawn backgrounds on this page at all. Like, mm-hmm. so, so he can focus his energy on the drawn background in the climax panel. You know what right, I mean? Right. Yeah. On, yeah. on, you know, actually having to sort of like draw explosions and split up buildings, you know, which it might other be another manipulation thing, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I mean, you'll notice, I don't know. Tats, Tatsuyuki Nobu is an excellent, um, a prime example of sort of focusing your work on the important parts of your art, your important parts of the manga and not worrying about the unimportant parts. I noticed like in this page here, like, there is the only things that are drawn on this page are two characters, two faces, one hand, and then like one barely background bottom thing, right? Empty. These are empty backgrounds, pattern backgrounds. Even here again, empty backgrounds, pattern backgrounds surrounded with magic. And usually I don't like those things, but the fact is that those things can be used effectively when you just want to focus on the characters. And this is just a big character moment and we don't care about the background. I think Yukinobu consciously or unconsciously knows that and knows like I can just not draw backgrounds for this page because it's about the characters and I'll draw the characters and that's what's important whereas totally. you know, here it's like okay it's a little bit about the background the setting what's happening oh, let's a put the stuff in. Yeah, yeah for sure so anyways he's uh, one of if not the smartest modern manga artist of being able being able to do Dan to Dan weekly is like the most impressive thing I like <laughs> maybe not the best manga ever but like one of the most impressive things is that Dan to Dan has been weekly for almost three years now and it like has not stopped like it has not missed a week like i think it only missed the like the uh, the only weeks we've missed have been the generic like golden week the stuff that everybody gets off right by all means i i think i think he should be in the contention for best ma- mangaka though he, I, yeah. he's he, he just doesn't do anything wrong really so it's like it, it's it's hard to not put him in top five or something you know what i mean yeah I mean, he's he's absolutely excellent i Dan to Dan is one of those things that uh, I could talk about Dan to Dan every single week it's published. It's like, it's that good. It's because every chapter is good. Yeah. Every chapter is good. Yep. Cool. Uh, anything else on manga for the week? Anything else on Dan to Dan? No, I'm good. Cool. Let's, uh, there's a couple of little news pieces. Not a whole lot. Uh, we got an announcement that, Hey, Icehead Gill will be ending in chapter, what is it, 51 or 50 of Weekly Shonen Jump, which I believe is this Sunday, so tomorrow, if you're if you're watching this on the day it releases. Um, there, I told myself to write a joke here about nobody being better uh, with axes than, nope, it's not you, Gil, it's it's Weekly Shonen Jump. True. I, I forgot this existed. Until... I forgot this existed while I was reading it. I don't know if you remember yeah. me talking about like chapter three or four or something and being like, I read this chapter on Sunday and we usually record on Wednesday. And it was like, 
I know I read this chapter and I don't remember a single thing that happened. Yeah, that one, I think I could tell from chapter one that it's like, this is probably canceled. It just... It, it was just very forgettable. And I think it had a terrible main character design. So that didn't yeah, the like, yeah. And he was like four years old or something. Like that. I was, you know, it's like, yeah, just not in the age range. Uh, the There's a rule in... This is another thing you get from listening to a lot of Brandon Sanderson stuff. Um, he's talked about the way that publishing companies look at um, young adult fiction, right? Young adult fiction is sort of a uh, genre demographic targeting thing, right? Stuff like The Hunger Games is young adult. Um, what else is young adult? Uh, Harry Potter is technically young adult, I think. Um, Red Rising. Is Red Rising young adult? Technically. Okay. I read some of that book. I didn't love it. Uh, uh, the first 50 pages suck and then the rest of it is good. Okay. That I maybe only read about 80 pages of it. So, uh, but yeah. anyways, the, the thing about young adult fiction is that you really want to target for the sort of target audience plus two or three years. Right. So if you're, um, or I guess it's like minus two or three years, uh, depending on which angle you look at it, basically Harry Potter is 11 going into school. Right. Um, if you are nine or 10, you will still like, right. You will still like reading about an 11 year old going to school. Um, if you're 14 or 15, you are a lot less likely to enjoy reading about a, uh, an 11 year old going to school. Right. And so that's why I said Gil, I think partially failed is that if you're in again, target demographic for weekly Shonen jump, 14 year old boys, I think if your protagonist is an eight year old boy, I think they are checked out. Right. I think, you know, the sort of 14 to 16 age range, which is what we see a lot, a lot, a lot in Shonen. Uh, and there's a reason for that is that that's literally just young adult demographics, right? People are willing to read a character who's like maybe one or two years younger or two or three years older. They do not, young adult fiction does not feature children characters very often, it, right? Because it's, it's relatable. Just, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. The younger characters are unrelatable. People their age are relatable. So, yeah, I said Gil, I think, went too... I think if, I, if Gil was a little bit older, I think it just works better. <laughs> like I all think if, if, One of the Gil's, if Gil's mom or dad didn't let him dye his hair and get that weird haircut, he would also be more popular. He looks like a Yu-Gi-Oh character, right? He, he, he looks like a Yu-Gi-Oh character. He looks sure. like Yugi. He just literally looks a little bit like Yu-Gi-Moto. He, he does. He really does. He also looks like Rengoku from Demon Slayer, yeah. the guy from the movie. Uh, Child like Rengoku. A, yeah. a, a mini-me version of Chibi him. Chibi Rengoku, yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next up, uh, we got a trailer for the live-action Yu Yu Hakusho, and it looks not as bad as, say, the Dragon Ball movie, but also not as good as One Piece live-action. Japanese maiden produced, don't have a whole lot of confidence in this. Gautam, Yu Yu Show is one of, if not your favorite series, right? So I'm interested. It's not to hear, my favorite, but it is one of my favorite. I'm interested to hear good. your your opinion on it if you saw it. I it, this uh, this does not matter to me. I'm not going to watch it. Uh, <laughs> I have no interest Which, in watching. Well, and that's that's a sad testament to someone who says it is one of their favorite series. Sees the live yeah. action trailer, not interested in it. That's well, yeah. Here's the thing. I uh, I thought One Piece would be terrible, and how how, how wrong I was about that. Um, so I can't justifiably, uh, make, make a call on this since my credibility is all dried up, but, mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't look great. It, it doesn't capture the feeling of Yu Yu Hakusho. It looks like kind of just Yu Yu Hakusho condensed. So all the action stuff is there. 
I wondered because uh, I thought yeah. that like the guy with the big buff dude with the little thin sunglasses isn't he like way later in the story? He's not. To I, girl? I, no, he's he's is he pretty early. On. Okay. Yeah, like maybe like ten episodes and he shows up, but he's uh, the main okay. antagonist. So, like, mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's just uh, kind of an asshole that shows up and he's like, "Hey, Yusuke, get stronger. Fight <laughs> me in this tournament." And uh, then he kicks Yusuke's ass and kicks everyone's ass and leaves. Uh, mm. And then he he's double it later. But anyway, uh, he, he looks good in uh, he's like him and Taguro. Uh, they're both named Taguro. Him and the, and the little one. Um, There's two Taguro. Why would you put two the, characters with the same name? Because they're brothers. Oh, oh <laughs> the okay. It's the, last, brothers. it's the last name. Thing. Okay, <laughs> yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Uh, the big one is the younger one. Anyway, uh, they look they look good. They look uh, very good. The rest of them don't really look like their characters, but they look close enough. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's a weird spot to be in, Bruce. Like, think, nothing about that trailer looked bad. <laughs> do you but. think, um, here's my question, do you think that Yu Yu Hakusho should be easier or harder to adapt than One Piece into live action? Uh, everything in the universe, in the world, should be easier to adapt than One Piece. Uh, yes, okay, I agree. Which is why yeah. I think that this is a little bit more disappointing as it's like, oh, this should be really easy or, you know, way easier than One Piece to make to make me buy into watching it. And I watch it and I go, eh, not really interested. And if you're not really I, interested and you're a huge fan of the manga, then that's kind of that, that's kind of telling, right? That if, if their trailer can't grasp the major fans, then because I know that when I first saw the trailers for One Piece, I was like, OK, I'm still tentative. But that looked like that looked really good. And that's how I felt about a lot of the trailers. So. I, this trailer is not very good. So I'm just it, not. It, it looked as good as it could be without the millions of dollars behind it that One Piece had. But the thing is, if you don't have the millions upon millions to spend, then don't make an anime. To don't yeah, don't make a yeah. giant action packed special effects thing. Yeah. But <sighs> the thing is, for the budget it probably had, and for what it is, that trailer looked as good as it can be. Yeah. But. I don't think I'll watch it and I don't think it will be good. So yep. we will see. <laughs> uh, all right. We got one last thing on the news. I saw this just crop up, I think today. Uh, so apparently do you can tell me if you even knew that they had this crunchy roll digital I manga did. platform is going away December 11th. So in about a month now, um, did you even know that crunchy roll had a digital manga platform? I did because that's why green blue stopped getting posted on our manga is because oh, crunchy roll, uh, but that's that's the only thing I I knew it had. <laughs> I never used it. I yeah. Uh, I, I read a little bit of a thread about this. Apparently, it was an awful reader, which is not surprising because all of the I mean, as good as as passable as uh, Manga Plus and Viz are now. Even as soon as like how long ago was it? Only like eighteen months, two years ago. There was an issue on, I think, Viz where it's like you would get to the second to last page and it would just push you to the first page. And I dealt with reading shit on Viz for like two years with that. And it was awful. Um, I, I, yeah, that's that. And Manga Plus did that too. It like scrolled you all the way to the top or whatever. Yeah, you would like get to the last page and then it would just like, whoop, here you go at the start. And you had to scroll all yeah. the way back to read the very last page. I And I literally dealt with that for like at least a year. Um, I think, uh, by the way, I, I think you have to be kind of brain dead to fumble the bag as much as Crunchyroll did. Like they were ahead licensing manga. Manga really? Plus didn't exist. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, it was uh, Manga Plus didn't exist. Viz Reader wasn't as big. Like they were kind of on the forefront of licensing online manga, uh, and they fumbled it. Like just make your reader good. Yeah, like that's pour like, the yeah. money into it, and you have 
millions, right? Today. Yep. I mean, that, I didn't. I, I just. I didn't know all that historical stuff because, yeah, if they were licensing stuff before, you know, Viz Reader and Manga Plus were big, especially if it was the Shonen Jump stuff, like if they had, you know, if they've got One Piece on their site or you know whatever other big new things there are, Jujutsu Kaisen, they, right? They had the industry connections to do it too. Mm-hmm. You it know, could, yeah. like. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. That's I crazy. wonder. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 weird because manga has, especially since COVID, I would say, has exploded because anime has gotten bigger, um, which in turn just kind of grows manga along with it. So true. Like all just, nerdy hobbies, this yeah. also exploded for sure. Yeah. The, so we don't really care. I never read a single thing on <laughs> Crunchyroll digital manga reader. So. Uh, yeah, it, it's just like a, it, it feels like blockbuster DVD levels of failure. Oh, yeah. That's, that's probably a good comparison where it's just like, yeah. Oh, they think they're not threatened by all this other stuff. Or I, this seems more to me like they just didn't really care. Right. Crunchyroll is an anime first platform. They spink all their money and stuff into that. I mean, do you remember? I, it is insane not to care. I, uh, it's just crazy not to care, especially since they licensed, uh, a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and then sat on it. And then everything blew up right after. Okay, it's crazy. I uh, mean, do you remember? Because I remember what s- maybe eight years ago when Crunchyroll was not a legitimate site. Like Crunchyroll was a pirate site that I used to go on to watch anime back in like 2013. And then they they yeah. went legit. Maybe it was a little before then. Maybe it was like 2011, 2012. Um, but. They like went legit. I'm surprised they were able to make that turn. Um, crossing my fingers, manga decks. <laughs> let's see, let's do it. I, I'd actually hate if they did that. <laughs> the, the I, yeah, I mean. <laughs> stay the way everything. I, I'd like everything to stay the way it is. I, I, I feel like we're, yeah. in terms of manga readability, we were in the best spot we could be in, I'd say a year or two ago. And we are currently in a good spot. And it's still definitely okay. Lasts. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there is definitely some stuff though, where it's just like, Oh, I'd really like to read X or I see like, you know, I see this manga show up on the top 10 list. Oh, let's go see if there's a translation of it available anywhere. And it's like, no, there's not there. There might be, uh, there might be physical publications, which again in the West are three or four times as expensive as they are in Japan. So not, not as easy to just say like, Oh yeah, I'd like to catch up on, you know, this thing that has 18 volumes. Well, in Japan, 18 volumes, they're like $3 each, right? Costs you, what, 60 bucks to catch up on it? Cool, it's not that much. Yeah. Here, 18 volumes, $200. It's like, I'm not, not spending that. Yeah. But anyways, well, we don't have to get into the, uh, we don't have to get into the talk of like, why we read pirated manga, but no, someday but we will. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. We had more access to these niche manga when manga was less popular. True. Because... Yeah the suits weren't really breathing down people's necks to stop scanlation. Yep. So all of the passion projects that people wanted to scan, like to translate got translated. Mm-hmm. Um, nowadays it's, it's hard to do this like large amount of hard work for free when there's also legal action that could be taken against you. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's a much more fraught, uh, a much more fraught time to be a fan translator, especially if you're trying to grab something um, really popular. Uh, there's something that something that I this is just something I ran into very recently was I was reading um, Urasawa's works, and I really wanted to go back and read Master Keaton, which is maybe the first really big thing he did. There is not, there's no official site that has Master Keaton on it. There's also no fan scans that I could find, and there's also not uh, no official sites 
no hard copies of Master Keaton in English. So there's just, it's just impossible for me to read the entirety of Master Keaton in English. So, hey, if, if you listen to this, you're a fan translation, go translate Master Keaton for me. Um, yeah. We'll broadcast it on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll broadcast yeah, it's all I got. I can't pay you, I'm sorry. No, I don't make that much money. From, <laughs> we actually make no money from the podcast yet. But, hey, if you tell your friends about us, get the word out there, we're close. We're not that close, yeah. but we're like a tenth of the way there. So, um, Yeah, true. All right, that's it for we'll be making news. like five bucks. <laughs> Gautam, tell me what else you've been doing. You watched some movies and TV shows this week, I heard. I did, yeah. I don't know. It's been like, uh, I, I don't watch stuff uh, that often. And then all of a sudden I want to watch a lot of things. So uh, yesterday I saw Gone Girl. Okay. Uh, today I saw Logan Lucky and Fargo season one. Uh, all crazy, uh, fucked up cool shows except for logan lucky which was just fun um i will i can't say much about any of them really because they, they all hinge on their plot points uh especially gone girl it it's impossible to describe without spoiling it in some way so uh yeah just go check check out gone girl it is a lot of fun very <laughs> funny movie yeah. um i i truly do believe that i truly do believe that it is a genuinely funny and uh, Buck Wild movie. Buck Wild uh, is what I was saying. It's wild. Uh, you got to be is, prepared for a, sort of. It is a black comedy. A, yeah, yeah, eyes. black. Yeah, it is a dark, a dark funny movie. Yeah, yeah. Also um, intense. Go, you go watch it. Yeah. Also, also intense. Also, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, go check that out. Yeah. Uh, is, how about you, Bruce? Is, uh, so I finally got back to reading a little bit of manga. Okay, this is my. Okay, the viewer is just like crashing for some reason. See if it'll open. Um, I got back. I mentioned, I don't know how many months ago, a couple of months ago that I was reading a series called Endergeister, um, by, uh, what is the other's name? Takashi Omoyama. Uh, something, I had it on my little reader on my phone and something about it was like, oh, I'm going to click on that. Maybe it was his cover. I don't know. Um, Endergeister is really weird and, and like, I really like it. I don't know how to describe it other than I think it has gorgeous art. It's a little bit, I guess, I guess here's my plug for Endergeister. It's like, what if Dan to Dan was like way more horny, way more horny and way more dark in its action. And the author loved Western movies. So it's got a little bit of like the chainsaw man kind of influenced by movie stuff in it. Like every chapter is named after a movie. Um, and it'll be, it has like, it'll have themes. And at the end, the translators will be like, this chapter was called, uh, I'm trying to think of what something like, Oh, this one was called, you know, uh, this one's called Hellraiser. I'm not even kidding. I think one of the last like 10 chapters was called Hellraiser. Um, yeah, a lot no, of, I'm yeah, seeing it. yeah, there's a lot of like horror stuff. I don't even know how to sell this. This is about like magical people fighting demons and technology and a lot of tits hang out and, but the action's <laughs> really cool. And the story, the story, while it simultaneously makes like no sense is also so simple that it doesn't matter. Cause it's just, you just like point the characters at the next little demon to fight or like thing to do. That and sounds it, fun enough. It does sound kind like of every fun. manga, um, ever magical it's, people fight demons, but uh, it, it sounds like it's uh, very seinen though, right? The the it's they're all adults, and it's all the main character's name is like uh, what? 
His name is like, he, literally the main character's name is Akira Kurosawa, right? Like, the, and, and he like acknowledges, he's like, yes, I am named after the greatest like Japanese movie director. And he like is possessed by a demon and he like is a kind of this assassin thing. But spe- there's some interesting flashbacks that, of like where these demons possess certain characters. But it's just like, it's just like wild, like at one point, here's something that happens. At one point, they are trying to infiltrate a college and there is, they are being hunted like this. This is the main girl and the main guy, Akira Kurosawa. They're being like hunted by, um, assassins. They go to this college. I don't even know why, right? I don't even think it really matters why. It's just like, oh, what's the next piece of college? Um, and one of the assassins has like burnt some kind of incense and has taken control of all of these of all of these people, these college students, right? Which of course, cause like I said, this is like very, this is a very etchy series, very seinen, very adult. Um, taking control of all these people, they're all just like stripped naked in her office, like literally having an orgy. The main character like bursts in, they fight. And then it's like, there's this, they do, oh, one of the chapters is called Wanted, right? Have you ever, have you ever seen the movie Wanted? Like with the, the bullet curving movie? I have, that was a bad movie. It's not a very good movie, yeah. But there's <laughs> a, like, at the end, like after this, the Akira Kurosawa is like running away. His arm gets chopped off. Um, and then he gets like bullet bent. The sniper like bullet bends and almost shoots him from behind a, like from behind a building, but he had his other team in place and they shot the bolt beforehand. It's like, it's just wild, like goofy. Oh, got it. So it's like, it's like over the top, uh, hyper violent nonsense. Yes. Hi- it's like, hyper it's, sex, hyper violent. It's, it's yeah, very, very much. It's over the top. Yeah. It's, it's, it, yes, exactly what you said. Hypersexual, hyper violent, hyper horror, very much like you'll see, yeah, people's arms getting ripped off, like very violent stuff. People's, you know, that chest cavities exploded. I really like it in a way. It's very appealing as it's like it, the best comparison I can make is it's kind of like a more sane inversion of something like Dan to Dan or Chainsaw Man or, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, it's like B-movie schlock, right? But it's like. The art is so fantastic, though. This this author is is really good at action paneling and just great character designs. The characters are just, like, wild. There's this whole... I don't even know how I can describe it. There's this whole, like, flashback current day scene with one of their, like, bosses is this, like, older guy. And he's met this, like, other older dude. And they're both, like, hyper, hyper powerful. And it's, like... The whole battle between them is like the 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 good the good guy old guy getting beaten up, but getting a couple hits in on the other guy, and then it turns out that oh, every time he punched him, he put like a magical seal on him, and so at the end he's like sealed the other bad guy up, and the, like the dude on the other end is like a old fat guy, like it's not like this like super fit old dude, it's like this guy looks like a boring like you know fifty year old office man, and he's you know like the strongest guy we fought so far. I do um, love that. I do love that. Uh, the trope where this old, like out of shape looking person ends up being strong. Yeah. Uh, I think one piece does that a lot. I think, uh, yeah. One piece has that. I, I don't know. A lot of series. I, the, the, the one with the immortals has that, uh, I'm forgetting uh, what, what it's called. Is it like the, to you and the, it, to eternity it's a, it's, or whatever? It's a dude with a hat. He has a hat. He's a villain. He's an evil immortal. And there's the main characters, a good immortal. Oh, I don't uh, think I've read that, but I thought maybe. Ajin? Oh, Ajin. Oh, yeah, 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 Ajin. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have read some of that. Yeah. Yeah, the main guy is yeah. like a 40-year-old. Dude. Yeah, that's one of the best bad guys in manga, by the way. But yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Endergeister, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's, again, very hard R18 warning on this one for sure. Um, but I, I caught up fully on it as far as what's translated. I think it's like 70-something chapters, but 
Yeah, I don't know. Just enjoyable. Just schlock at the end of the night for me. So Yeah. I mean, like, uh, potato chips have to exist for a reason, right? They're still yeah. yummy. And sometimes uh, and, you want to yeah. eat them right before bed. So it's like... Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, I mean, I think that's all we've got, Gautam. Anything else you want to throw in here at the end of the show? No siree. I'm all good. Cool. Let's get out of here. Hey, thanks everyone for listening or watching. Don't forget, leave us some feedback, comments, upvote. Uh, you have any more B-Schlock you want to listen to or read? Uh... Let us know in the comments. Any positive reinforcement you can leave us, please go do that. Um, we really appreciate comments. Check out my Twitter and Patreon. They're linked in the description. Uh, Gautam, don't forget to tell our viewers goodbye. Goodbye, viewers. Thank you for being with us yet again this week, and don't forget to read more manga. <laughs>